And now, Capital 263. Welcome to Politics and Beyond on Capital 263. My name is Christopher Farai Charamba. And I'm Tawanda Henry Beatty. And uh, welcome to the best political podcast uh, of 2018. <laughs> it's a new um, year. It's a new year. It's a new year, it's a new dispensation everywhere, but politics and beyond that. <laughs> they tried to shut us down. They tried to shut us down. People thought uh, as you can hear, uh, Upenyu is not with us right now, and uh, that's because there are still some forces that are fighting against us. But don't worry, um, we, we are back. We are back now, and we definitely we apologize for our absence. A lot was going on, but um, we are focused, and a lot more content, consistent content is is in order. Consistent content is is the key. It's definitely, um, I think we need to to hit the ground running. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say something, but I I I need to um, yeah, I need to draw myself in. Let's let's not get get let's not start off on the wrong foot because I'll get into trouble. People say I don't have sympathy for Trangirai. Uh, so, um, but yes, let 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 everyone uh, get 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 involved and. I, I, I said that I said that up for you so simply. I'm. A, I think. Are you still in, in Christmas mode? <laughs> uh, well, no. The question is. You, no. Okay. So you want to go there? I suppose we can start off with just the question: Is he alive for work? <laughs> no, he's certainly alive. Is he? Is he fit for work? Uh, he's fit as a fiddle, according to Luke. Um. um there's, there's a, there's a couple of engage in the morbid speculation of a living of, of a living man. What we do know is that uh, uh, 2018 is an election year, and uh, whether it's Shanghai or someone else, it's going to be an election year. Yeah. So, what? Um, yeah. What we're definitely hoping to look into this year uh, in terms of the podcast is. Um, a lot of it is going to be focused around the elections. As we get closer to the elections, what's happening? Who's running? We're trying. To, we'll try to figure out, you know, um, who the players are, who the candidates are, as well as try and bring them onto the show so that you can hear from them as well. Um, that's one of the things we're hoping to do: conversations with candidates. So please look out for that. That's also going to give us, you know, a lot more content. Um, still going to be analyzing the things that are happening in the political space in, in Zimbabwe. Hopefully we're getting an economic turnaround as well or some, some sort of shifts. So if something happens, you know, in that regard, we'll definitely look into into some of the things. There's actually quite uh, a few interesting things to discuss. Um, the president did speak about selling parastatals, for example, and state-owned businesses. So, you know, it, it might be prudent for us to look at which companies or which enterprises need to be put up and who potential buyers and stuff are uh -uh. um so that's for yeah, now just, just to look, just to locate today in time um i i'm personally on uh, the 16th of january yeah. um 
it's, so it's it's talking about economics um we can even talk about some of the comments that the president made while in namibia um about clarifying that we're most definitely not joining the rand union monetary union mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um amongst other things but i mean i mean there's a lot of those things to unpack but i think for this episode we're we're pretty much going to give a, a broad sweeping overview of the last month or so um and then just just to let you know what we have in store and we'll have another episode quickly out um this weekend as well with which will begin to 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 show you guys more of what uh we intend to do this year and some of the changes that we we have made in terms of format and things like that fantastic that sounds about right it's the 15th of january still where i am it's the which means it's also the 16th in zimbabwe so i think we'll just uh go by the 16th by the time this goes up it'll be the 16th anyway so um yeah let's go straight into it you were back home morenda christmas hey, and then i didn't you know i actually flew after christmas i flew on the 26th so mm-hmm. boxing day and Agumba. okay um how was home and yeah Home was home was wonderful. Um, home I was, was home in a post Mugabe. A post Mugabe Zimbabwe. You left Mugabe um, was in power. You came back. He was gone. Look, I'm not pinning them photo guy in a post Mugabe Zimbabwe. Which you know, you know, you know, Nakis was so good. You know, but get spano in there in a post Mugabe Zimbabwe. Chero, you know, you know, fill out I or no? I just forgot it. But you know, when you know when when you are sitting there, and you can't find anything in the grocery store because because a stick of butter is twenty dollars in a post Mugabe Zimbabwe. You just feel good. You know what? This thing is expensive, but look, it's a post Mugabe Zimbabwe. So your 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 sarcasm is so glaring. I see you. I see you. <laughs> <laughs> no um i mean look uh, i think anyone that's expect was expecting any any immediate changes is 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 obviously overly optimistic um uh, but that's one word that was there there was definitely optimism i think that um retailers and certainly the 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 drinking spots that i frequented made a lot of money this holiday because a lot of people were back um personally i hadn't seen that many gp plates that many namibian plates that many botswana plates in in years to be fair um and if that's an indication of 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 economic uh activity based on on the diaspora then that was good um I, you know i was even complaining about traffic because uh, i left on the on the on the 12th of january and i was going into town to to, to the office and i was even complaining about traffic and and and, and my dad tb pointed out because you know Munwesa nkamota kakeka this is this is 8 a.m. on a monday on monday the 10th munwesa nkamota kake is is actually spent money to get here he's actually what he's actually doing is is some level of economic activity and and um so in in a way even traffic uh, became became a good sign and I, it was the subtle things uh people more willing to take you know to to do things um that i i noticed most um I I wasn't really interested in in talking to to the big ideas and I, I mean obviously I had chats with some politicians um you know your your Mliswas and 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 a few a few guys here here and then Chamises and those conversations were as you'd expect um mm-hmm. especially with Temba very optimistic 
Um, he's working hard. Um, I think a lot of people don't know he's actually been given the mines um, portfolio in Parliament, so he's he's got a bigger a bigger um, role. He's on the committee. Sorry, um, not portfolio. He's on the committee um, in Parliament, so he's got a bigger role to play in Parliament, and and that sort of work and that lobbying, which is what he does best, had already begun well before. Um, right at the beginning of the year. So there was lots of activity, lots of hustle and lots of bustle. Um, but on the politics front, um, I don't know. I, I I got a sense of, of unease, of, of, of people are optimistic. But you know, you know, it's almost like, you know, love, yeah, but... She's really ready at any time to, to say good ah, one. Um and perhaps that's because I was looking for it, but I definitely felt that um underneath all the optimism, underneath all the people ready to go and work, there was a deep mistrust of government and government officials. And I think that's something that um if I was in power right now, if I was part of this new dispensation, I'd really be working to address. And that's something that can't be addressed in, in sloganeering. That's something that can't be addressed with uh, a few fruit baskets at 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 the at the hospitals or, or buying your tomatoes on the side of the road with the ZBC news crew. Uh, I think that there's a deep mistrust um that they still need to to work on. And if we're ever going to go anywhere uh, in the long run, particularly with this government, um, that's something that needs to be to be sorted. And, and well, maybe the election, um, if it's run in a in an in a acceptable manner, um, I think free and fair is, is the wrong terminology to use these days because <laughs> it's now a meaningless it's a meaningless it's a meaningless um, statement. But um, on on the issue of um, the uh, mistrust of the government. It it would be I'd be flabbergasted actually if people woke up one day and suddenly trusted them just because Mugabe is gone. Obviously not. Um, you've had you know the same guys who have been there for a very long time. Um, they do have a lot of work, and it is through the results, definitely not through the the rhetoric that is going to change. Uh, people's minds, people's perceptions uh, of the new government and what they feel about it. What I do find interesting is this notion of, you know, the first hundred days. And um, I don't know if you listened to my good old father on ZFM, and he broke down his, you know, his um, thoughts on the hundred days and says we've imported this notion of a hundred days, but still we are running with it. And I see different ministries have, you know, set out their plans for, for the 100 days. Obviously, we're not going to meet those targets. I don't expect us to meet those targets for the simple reason that, one, the government doesn't have money uh, to meet quite a number of those targets. But also, there needs to be a shift in work culture. And I'm not there to see if this is actually happening, which is something I'd be interested in, interested in finding out from people that are back home, is if within the civil service there is a shift in, in the way government is functioning. So when you go to a government office, are you still getting you know, the exact same service that you were getting before? Has the situation uh, improved? 
I see they are trying some new things. We now have a president who has a, a Twitter and a Facebook account, which is, you know, um, verified. <laughs> Uh, verified, yes. Bluetooth. Verified, yes. It's got a blue tick, uh, which is interesting. Uh, it's being run. I still, I think it's being run by the same people who were running the account before his supporters. They've just uh, convinced him to to put his signature on it. So it's going to be interesting to see to see how that goes. If there's going to be engagement, um, he is meeting with um, who's he meeting with? He's meeting with um, global shapers. Um, this coming Thursday, uh, which yeah, is, before he heads off to Davos. Yep, before he heads off to yeah. Davos. So he's meeting with young people to, I suppose, discuss the role of young people in this new dispensation, as they like to call it. So, one thing I am for those I, who don't know, for those who don't know, Davos is the World Economic Forum. It's the Illuminati. Wow, it's, it's, a, not it's a small Illuminati, Ill, Illuminati <laughs> meeting. No, I mean generally. Uh, it's where you will meet every every. It's an informal setting almost where where countries get to sell themselves. Um, so it's it's the first time that Zim has gone since maybe 2013, I think. First time our head of state has gone since 2010, I think, to Davos. We did go to yeah. Tanzania and we did go to the meeting in Durban last year, but we haven't been to. to we don't Davos need my visa card for Durban. Guys. Yeah, or Tanzania. <laughs> But what 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 is interesting, and what I am grateful for is we actually have a president who can move, um, and this is you know he's he's this week he's going to Namib well he went to Namibia yesterday he's going to um, Mozambique he's going to Angola he went to South Africa he's been to I think he's going to Zambia and Botswana as well um, or he's been to you know he's going around the Sadak region. He's going to Davos. He's going to meetings. He's speaking in, in in front of people. He's engaging with individuals. It is a lot of rhetoric, but I think it's a brilliant it's a brilliant thing considering the fact that we didn't we had a president who was uh, very emo like he just was not moving anywhere at any pace at all. Uh, except for Singapore, yeah, he was traveling a lot. He was except for Singapore, lot, but not yeah. So I think it's a good thing to have. You know, it's. Uh, I think it's a good thing, and and obviously the international community uh, seems to be engaging him. The British have sent two envoys to to Zimbabwe. Um, one a couple of weeks was it last week, where the undersecretary mm. in the foreign in the foreign office was there. The minister for Africa has also come and. You know, they seem to be very keen. There's talk about the Commonwealth. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. Um, on the Commonwealth? Yep, on Zimbabwe rejoining the Commonwealth. I mean, look, as a symbolic gesture, I have no, I have no problems with it. I think that, um, like, the, 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 the problems with, with the, the neo-colonials neo and, and the paying prices to, to be members of these organizations without any real attendant benefits to the country still remain. Um, I look, what the question we should be asking is what does the Commonwealth do for us that we, we won't be able to negotiate on a, on a larger forum? And if people find expediency in joining it, that's fair and fine. But let's not rejoin the Commonwealth to give Theresa May a feather in a cap because she's failing dismally at Brexit. 
I, I, I don't think it would, to be fair, I don't think it would actually score her much points out here. Um, but I do think there's an opportunity there. And as you said, I think we need to look at the cost-benefit analysis of what we do gain from joining the Commonwealth on, on something, uh, a brief look um, into it. I saw that they said that Commonwealth countries, there's about over $600 billion worth of trade between or between or among Commonwealth countries, and that it is the costs of trade are about Nine, 19, if I'm not mistaken, percent cheaper. Uh, obviously, this is most likely in favor of, of Britain and your bigger countries, Australia, Canada. Uh, I wonder how much or what we can get out can. of it. Yeah, and it would be interesting. Yeah, we, we have a, a, a foreign minister who is favors economic diplomacy, transactional diplomacy, uh, win-win situations. So if his team can get on it and actually look at the economic benefits of us rejoining the Commonwealth, if that is the intention. On the other side, there is the ideological argument of it being a, you know, the the neoliberal or neocolonialist, the neocolonialist agenda uh, of it. And I, the fact, I think, and I the, think fact, the one thing that we can't discard is is we need to to engage on our terms. I think We've been a prior for so long that we have the unique opportunity to not really need, um, and I use need in the sense that, like, our economy is so messed up that no, even a little bit of help can save us. So we don't need to go for the jugular. We don't need 100% of your help. We can choose to take it or leave it um, as long as it allows us our 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 own path can so, we really you know, yeah, can the, we really choose the, to take it or leave it i mean look the, the stories of, of 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 mortgaging you know strategic resources to countries like china um for the sake of investment i i feel that's that's something we don't need to do anymore i don't feel that we should be we should be entering into into loans that 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 you know tie up our resources for the next 70 years Oh, no, fair I, enough. I, I, I like, completely agree. I feel with that. that there's there's certain agreements that look if someone comes with a hundred billion dollars or a hundred or a trillion dollars for Zimbabwe, we need to look at it and say what are we giving up for it? And we're in a situation where it, it it's, it's like you know we no longer need to make deals for for expediency's sake, and and you know there's certain certain deals. Wange, for example. Um, with uh, with uh, with the coal there and and the refurbishment of the Wange plant, and if you look at that deal and and how much of that coal is actually exported for no cost because of of the amount of money that was paid for the refurbishment of the coal plant, that's a bad deal. I don't think we should be making bad deals like that anymore. Oh no, I completely um, agree. There's, there's we we which is why I I think before um, as we said, you need to actually look at what the cost-benefit analysis of all these things are. We need to look at what we have. We need to look at what we're willing to offer. Um, and what I do know is that rejoining the Commonwealth will give us a bit of goodwill. So it will change us from that prior status. And hopefully that is an indication to other countries around the world that, you know, Zimbabwe is a place that you can go and, and, and do business. Um, one thing again that we do need to change, and this is something that uh, George Charamba mentioned in the interview, is the ease of doing business. By the way, um, that interview was quite interesting because for the first time 
him and uh, also a senior government official was very candid, not only about governments, about, you know, um, his position, but also about the faults that lie in government. And hopefully the fact that they've openly come out and expressed them, they are willing to change them. So again, on the ease of doing business, and this is something we've discussed on this show multiple times, that there really needs to be changed. For years. I think, you, I think your initial article was in 2016. 16, yeah, it must have been 2016. So we've, we've been having this conversation for a long time. And it, it really is, I think it's, it's low-hanging fruit, actually, for this government. Because it, it, you um, know what's wrong. Yeah. You can actually go in and make the amendments, change the policies. One thing they've done is um, they, the, uh, they changed the policy on the state, procure, state procurement board. So um, tenders are now... It's now just an oversight yeah. organization. Yep, and tenders are now being yeah. handled... Um, Internally, between the within the ministries and parastatals and all government uh, bodies, which I don't know, I don't know what you think about that. I think. I, I look, it's 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 a double-edged sword. Um, you know, the assumption is, of course, that the the I mean, the the, the reality was that the SPB was a cesspool of corruption, mm -hmm. so it became a prob it became problematic, but. Um, the does the SPB um, have the auditing mechanisms to look at the thousands and thousands of tenders that are issued on on a on a monthly or yearly basis by city councils, government departments? Like you know what I mean? Like so, is it now? Is it? Is it? Was it not better? To, like it's one of those things. I have no information. I have no context whether to to make a, a proper informed judgment on them. I just can see, Kuti, you might be moving from one situation where the corruption was centralized to decentralizing the corruption, if that's allowed. Yeah, so I, I, I have no context. Indeed, that I have is no context. For it, so I, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to to say it's a bad move or it's a good move. I think something needed to be done, and this is what they've gone with, and we'll see if it works. That yeah, that is that is of concern. Um, I do. I'd like to believe that the office of the auditor general is going to be working with them uh, in that regard. I do know that Mildred Chiri, uh, one of our favorites, um, has been reappointed uh, to, to... The realest OG. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, on the issue of, 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 of corruption, um, we really are cruising through these things, but it's it's a highlight reel, guys. Uh, I hope you. It's a, if you if you can't if you can't keep up, listen fast. <laughs> but on the issue of corruption, Zach has been going after quite a number of individuals, and um, they've been going after G40 guys. Please don't talk to me of that. No, this is where I was going though. Is that <laughs> this is where I was going? Hello, wait for me. Um, they really, <laughs> okay, go ahead, go ahead. They, go ahead. they really do seem vindictive, you know. And uh, again, um, GC said, please go listen to the GC interview. I might just quote quite a bit of it today. But he, uh, he did he did mention, you know, he saw faults with it. My thing is, what Zach needs to do is go and look at Mildred Chiri's audit reports. Because that's where that's where all the that's that's the smoking gun. That's where all the issues are. If you start from those reports, what, don't worry about 
10 bigs the beans kupraz kwa makosini hlongwane that's nothing go to the audit reports see what has been happening in the different um government institutions and let's start there because those are clear documents the investigations can start there so that's that's my two cents on the issues obviously but when you have very, when you have when you have your new cabinet made up of of 60 or 70% of an of the old cabinet do you think that's in anyone's best interest you you just go for that you go for the ministries that you, that you want you can still cherry pick there's nothing there's nothing that will stop yeah. them from cherry picking but my issue is you can't go after Marcosini and say it's, that he has you, 10 you bags have, that he had 10 bags of, of beans when you can go and look for if you're going to cherry pick at least go about it in a way that is convincing that people can actually say well apamanonga corruption you have a situation where Rod Kangai for all his sins uh, provided detailed analysis and 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 why this Riyad Kangai with um, Super Manduanzira um, story story is so interesting for me because I've I've read the whole document uh, you know the full length the full length actual I don't know if it's been fully published but I've read the the almost 120 pages of Riyad Kangai's document um, which details his time at 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 Net One from the beginning and it reads like. Uh, Super basically has his own little personal slush fund with with both the Potras and with Net One, and these 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 accusations and the the document that was availed to Zach to Zach sorry was detailed and further it was it was damning because. It's not a, it's not a whistleblower. Let's not get it wrong. He's not he's not devoid of sin, but he, he literally there there are at least four well, examples. Well, technically, he is a whistleblower. Huh? Uh, technically, he qualifies to be a whistleblower. Yeah, but I mean, I'm, I'm not I'm not trying to, to not, make him seem yeah, like he, to paint him he's, innocent. He's innocent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I, but that's why for me it's even more damning because. And I don't know if it's sub Judas, and I, I I would also not like to 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 I would like to obviously you know say the conflict of interest is that his lawyers are are H M B chambers. So I, I obviously don't want to obviously get into any particular specific issues um, that were mentioned. But if if you have the time and the document is publicly available, people should go and actually have a look and see how blatant Chris like. It's it's. <laughs> but this is this is this is what I'm saying is that for me, Zach is this is where they are not being um, genuine. This is where I have a problem is that you have real cases that you can go and investigate, and even the way you investigate cases, you need to go about it strategically. They're being very, you know. Uh, showing they they're trying to look as if they're doing something when really they are doing nothing they need to be very strategic about it they need to go and look for evidence and compile all the evidence no one says that you have to arrest someone today and he goes to court mangwana and then he he must be you know tried and convicted hey, hey, spot. but chris you know you know on this what i need to 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 talk about us and i suppose we now count as media practitioners as well mm-hmm. is that 
if you look at what's happening, uh, to use a foreign example, seeing as we've adopted the 100 days thing from America, if you look at what's happening with America and this whole, I call it Mengazi, but this whole sexual assault thing, the reporters, um, there's there's a serious investigative journalism effort that's geared towards this. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of these deals is... People were stealing so blatantly. A lot of these deals are actually in public domain. Uh, a lot of these public companies are in public domain. I mean, look, deeds, the deed registry is open, um, company registry. Those are things that are public domain. And there's no one with the resources or the desire, particularly in the private media for me, and it's quite disappointing, um, to actually do these deep dives because a lot of these things are so easy to deep dive. And, and you know, if I was the independent or if I was Fingers or if I was Newsday and I would literally have a desk where we're saying, guys, we're doing our own investigative journalism to these guys that are being accused of corruption because you would find up and be able to dig up a lot of things quite easily. And, and the way Zimbabwean men particularly like to talk over a beer, you'd be able to get so much information that you could publish without being at risk of liable or anything like that. But there's an absolute dearth, particularly of, 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 of these these corruption crimes and these financial crimes in, in our newspapers. There's an absolute dearth of investigative journalism in our newspapers, in our media. I mean, bloody the Atmatikari Twitter account and, and Komodungu are, are the best <laughs> investigative journalists in, in the whole bloody country. No, I, co- I completely agree there is that they definitely... Is I mean, obviously, no one expects the Herald guys to do it. Um, because monopoly on my brown paper envelopes, saying you guys. No, no, it's it's not even brown paper envelopes. You, it's a it's a state-owned business. You're not going to. <laughs> you're not going to go against but, your shareholders, guys. People aren't trying to get fired. Yeah, so, but, but I, mean, but I completely agree. No, no, no. I, I, for me, some of these things they're so like, especially like for example that reward Kangai thing, check Zim or whatever. These things are so in the open, Like it doesn't take. A, a, a high school student doing a, a report on corruption could write a better art, could write an article that's damning to, to, to one of these guys because the information is so readily available that it doesn't take much digging to dig it up and now be a semi-connected journalist that has money to buy people beers and see what you find out. I, I completely agree on that. It's 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 investigative journalism is non-existent in in Zimbabwe, as far as I'm concerned, and that's someone who's been working in the media for quite a while now. So um, I, I agree on that point. I have nothing to, to add there. All is to say, Kudizeksha, can you please so be serious do about better. your, do better but, about but, your but investigations? Sorry, to, to jump to the next point quickly. Mm. Yeah, um, that's fine. We spoke about, uh, you know, the president's movements mm-hmm. and what he's doing. But but domestic policy, besides Zach doing the corruption and, you know, um, 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 Mr. Charamba's uh, uh, interview giving some hints as to the 100-day plans and, and things like that, like, I'm, I don't know, maybe I'm just prone to be cynical. I, I don't know. Has there been enough movement on the home front to, to on the home, you know, like there's an international offensive going on, but... One would think if if this was a truly a Magufuli-esque leader, he would not have gotten on a plane any time before before his first uh, two months. I'm not saying he shouldn't be traveling. I'm just saying that it just seems that 
um, oh, but, but but he has an agenda. The domestic policy. He has an agenda. In the domestic. He has an agenda. The only reason he's gone around Sadak, I, I believe this is all speculation, by the way, is because and why it's come now is because of what um, the good, the good bad professor is doing outside there. So he has a legitimacy issue. Remember, we did come by a coup, not a coup. And um, after some time, your your allies in the region, I mean, Sadak, one of the reasons that Sadak exists is to give legitimacy to, to, to other countries. It's why um, the DRC joined Sadak. Uh, one was for, so that we could help them in their war and also so that they could get legitimacy, which we have been giving. Um, that said, Ever since professors made his comments, there's going to be a lot of uneasy individuals, especially since the fact that we are going towards an election. Um, you need to know that the boys are on your side, that when Sadak says, what, that when you need for someone to say uh, free and credible elections, uh, we might not say fair, that they'll all agree to say free and credible elections. So that that's my reading into this situation, is that um, they, they are... You know, he's trying to round up and rally up the, that support. On the domestic front, um, the only thing that I could possibly think about um, is, I don't know what's happening with the agricultural policy. I do know that it's, it, they, it hasn't been raining. So you, we, we are looking at a potential, well, I don't know. Let me not even say looking at a potential drought. I wouldn't know. I, I'm, I'm not a... A geologist, a weatherman, or a farmer to know uh, such <laughs> a things. geologist? Don't you mean a meteorologist? Meteorologist, geologist, <laughs> near my rocks. You see, yeah, I, you so. see I, I can't think, even yeah. I can't even get my scientists correct. But um, yes, I'm not a meteorologist uh, or or a farmer to know. But I do believe that there was or command livestock was launched. I'm not sure how far that's going. So it would be interesting, yes, to find out what's happening with command ag agriculture. That's one of their big policies. Um, mining. I hear that we are planning on starting, we're going to start selling diamonds in February. And if I'm not mistaken, the government did appoint a new COO of the ZMDCs, the mining company, the diamond company. Um, and what I, I think those are the industries, and, and with the banking sector, I'm not sure how that's going. I do know that uh, yes, last week, uh, Minister of, uh, not Minister, sorry, RBZ Governor did avail $15 million um, through the bank as cheap loans to operators in the tourism sector, and I think that's part of their 100-day plan there to get, you know, operators uh, a bit of capital so that they can, you know, run their projects. And I think they're being offered at 7% per annum or something like that. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm not too sure. I'm not too clued on, on what's going on. And it is very concerning. Um, but I suppose they, they must have a plan. But, you know, it's, it's very difficult, the fact that we've come out of a holiday and we're only, what, a week or so into the new year? to actually see things happening on the ground. I think right now, and again, I'm speculating, a lot of this is strategy and a lot of this is setting up the, the systems or how things are going to operate and then get towards w or working towards it. My biggest concern on the domestic front 
is actually ZEC, the Zimbabwe Electoral Commission. The, the chief commissioner resigned, um, and there hasn't been uh, someone appointed to replace. We are still registering. We're going towards elections, but you know what's actually happening with that? He said we're having elections, but what's actually going to happen? Yeah, so the, the, the ZEC thing is, is truly worrying because I, there was a resignation, but there was no, at least publicly that I know of, there's been no reason for the resignation. And and you know I'm the first person that uh, was anti-Justice uh, Makarao, um, uh, Rita. <laughs> but I, I just feel like the sudden resignation, given her position as an independent commissioner, um, is is something that we must all be concerned about. And and it's it's even if there's a predecessor, uh, sorry, someone not predecessor, yes, a successor yes, yes, appointed uh, quickly without knowing the reasons why she resigned. I don't even know if that person will be able to do their job uh, properly. And I feel for a public constitutionally mandated. Um, institution that there needs to be some sort of transparency in in in, in these appointments and in, and especially in this in these resignations. Um, I, I think it's unacceptable that someone can just say for personal reasons and and that's it. Um, I, I I I do know um, that they have approached a couple of individuals who have uh, refused to take the post. Um, and I can I completely understand why I wouldn't want that job. There's too much pressure, especially. Do you have any? Do right you have any now. names you can share? Unfortunately, not. Um, I can tell you off air, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> fine. Um, I also know of a few. I also know of a few guys. But um, the the interesting thing, like we we're talking about domestic policy recently, um, just now, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I it it for me. Um, and it ties in with Zek and everything like that. It, it and also ties in with the international policy is that um, the honest truth about what this government is doing right now, it's preparing for elections. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not governing to arrest the economic decline. It's not governing. I mean, with the urgency of arresting the economic decline, it's not governing with 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 that as their major as their major issue, you're right that they definitely acutely feel this legitimacy or this crisis of legitimacy. And I think that the, the, that Zek resignation was, was a blow to them. And um, I, like, I don't know how or who they're going to be able to appoint that's going to be somewhat acceptable um, uh, to the people because, uh, you know, obviously you can't have another retired general going there. No, of of course yeah. not, and it's and you know it's uh, to 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 quote Charamba when he was asked why why when he said he would leave when Mugabe left why he didn't leave he said I can't resign before an election because it looks like you're jumping ship and that's exactly what it you know looks like in the case of um, Rita Makarao that she's jumping ship and we really do need to know why and the people who should be asking why and who have been quite silent I haven't seen it is the opposition. So the opposition has been in the in the uh, Mugabe era was very adamant about reforms they were very adamant about certain things they had an agenda they had nera you know and they were very active in terms of what it was they were looking for um, as we were going towards elections. We started registering voters and that started to die down. It 
also started to die. It started to die down as well um, around the time that the, this coalition was, you know, forming. And I can understand there's politics at play now. It's you know you've got two two different. They'd be there are two different agendas, and who's running those agendas becomes an issue because it was Douglas Monsoro who was you know at the forefront of NERA amongst other individuals as well. Right now, though, on this issue, Yezek, they don't seem to be as vocal. And I do know that there are issues currently happening in the MDC. Perhaps this is what's stalling them. But I feel everyone is quite, you know, flat-footed right now. Even your other opposition guys, Anamanyika and Nkosana Moyo and things like that. Moyo, all of them. All of them aren't taking yeah, any action no. against Zek. And what's going to happen is we're going to get appointments. We're going to move closer and closer to this election date. And people are going to be very flat-footed. And ZANPF is going to come in. And it's just going to... Because we will have to go to the election. They'll get to a point where we have to go to the election. And things will be done very quickly that there will be... That's the window, actually, where I think a lot of you know the shady activity will take place. And I, I, I really feel the opposition needs to keep its eye on the ball. Yeah, I think I think you you're right. Is the opposition doesn't have an eye or even a testicle um, close to the ball right now, um, uh, and and that's for a number of reasons. But I think you know the main the main reason is that um, it's it's as you know it's not unified. There's no un- unity of purpose, and 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 by that I mean. There's uh, there's so much infighting that's going on that even the voices that would normally be speaking out and pointing these things out are are, are wrapped up in, in 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 this in this infighting and and uh, you know it's healthy to be fair um, it's healthy for a democratic process but in Gash um and and um, they're, you know they're not it, they're not even flat footed they're they're on the back foot so far that. It's 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 like you know I don't know if you saw Conor McGregor and 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 and, and Floyd Mayweather. Mm. It's 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 a situation where where <laughs> these guys just don't know really what they're doing or how to deal with this new monster and and it's 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 what used to be the realm of 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 the opposition. The online media space has been taken over by 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 Lacoste and Lacoste sympathies, so they don't even have that anymore. You see, and and it's going to take a strong, young, charismatic leadership, um, truly, to get them out of this. And um, the the major thing about this is that you have, for me, in my humble opinion, is you have uh, there's a dual there's a dual there's a dual thing going on, right? There's a need to succeed, John Gray, which everyone is recognized, right? Then mm-hmm. there's a reluctance to take on the poison chalice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because most people would think it's a foregone conclusion that this election is unwinnable. Um, and not because of anything amazing that Zanupi ever done, but because of, of the, 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 the gratitude that um, a lot of Zimbabweans will have for the current, for the current regime. Uh, when, we, when we give them chance, when we give them a chance to mess up, they will eventually. So that's, that's where, that's where the, 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 the actual problem is, is that no one wants to step up. At the same time, everyone recognizes that someone needs to take over. You know, my 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 thing is, you said it's healthy. 
it might be healthy, but it's the timing is completely off. You know, this would have been healthy um, post 2013, where you then have time to to build and to grow, as you I said. Would, as we you tried, said, but what did what did Zinga? What did Zinga? If you remember, it was called NBC Renewal for a reason. <laughs> But you see, this is so the people pro- are now just getting around to things we've been saying since 2013. You see, this is the this is the big this is the big problem is that now as we inch closer and closer to the election, as you said, there's reluctance. And obviously, if I mean, if I'm in in anyone's shoes, if I'm in Chamisa's shoes, if I'm in Mudzuri's shoes, Coupe's shoes, I would not be keen because you're going to be dealing. With, a, with factionalism within. I mean, if your side wins, great, but there's another side who might be reluctant to work with you. You're also going to be dealing with this new ZANU-PF that, as you said, yes, they, they definitely will be sympathizers and people keen on, you know, uh, extending ED's term in office, but also at the same time, they are not looking like they want to give up the reins of power anytime soon. So... Of it's course, good. you can't take something by a coup, not a coup, and then retire from the army to, to lose an election. You see now. So so it's it's going to be a huge, huge challenge for whoever it is. My biggest issue, though, is I still feel like on the ground, and I suppose the difficulty is, you know, when if the head is not on straight, nothing is going to function. But on the ground, they need to start getting their people out there. No, they no, need... let, me, let me dispel that myth, though. Um, at least in Arari, from from what I've seen, mm-hmm. um, uh, um, and I, I only know about Quads and East, and I know about Chamisa's constituency, and I know about Harare East and, and those constituencies, um, even Mount Pleasant. You can ask um, the the yellow shirted guys um, to towards the middle and towards the end of the voter registration period. There were MDC activists who were probably more prominent than any of these yellow, pink, blue, or purple campaigns um from what i've seen and from the reports i've heard um, but, but i think that i think that a lot of a lot of the, the 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 there's right now um and it's it's um we all take part in it because i take part in for the for the simple fact that i want to i wanted to get better but there's a lot of particularly online a lot of anti-opposition sentiment um purely because i feel and uh, this is a this is a hot take, um, but I think that most people who honestly analyze they purely because they feel they want to have someone to blame when they vote Zanu PF and Zanu PF fucks them over. Uh, forgive my language. <laughs> wow, um, that's that's an interesting so, um, that's an interesting theory. So I my, feel my I feel I feel the level of of anti opposition bias in, is is at its zenith point right now for that reason i like a, there's but henry let me ask you this let me ask you this if yeah go ahead if if the opposition was actually you know doing something that people could visibly see and believe in then people wouldn't be looking for the excuse don't you think no no i'm not i'm not saying i'm not saying that the opposition is 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 doing what people can visibly see or or I'm not saying that they're something that you you can believe in, but like what people tend to forget and i, I feel like we particularly in the internet age have uh, I, and i perhaps have been so close to it that I've seen it is that 
if you go back to 2007, if you go back to 2005, post that Walsh-Mangube split, the MDC was at its weakest that it had ever been in, an exi- in its existence. Mm-hmm. It was broke, not only because of the economic situation, the country was broke. So the people that suffer the most are people in the opposition. People... The opposition wasn't in a good place in 2007 before the 2008 election. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a strong. It wasn't a strong opposition, and I feel like people forget that. And and the reason that it managed to do what it did in 2008 was because Zanu underestimated it because it was so weak. Mm-hmm. Because they said Ananube waenda and Awashman waenda, they don't have blue air anymore. You know, the opposition at the time was suing the government for, for that pittance, you know, that, that political party's money. And so I, I feel like if, if, if we had more of a historical appreciation of, of the struggles that the MDC has faced throughout their, their journey, and particularly that 2005 split, that, that um, Washington will be split and, and the lead up to 2007. 2007 particularly was a dire, dire year. But, but Henry, let me ask you... They had let me ask no you, money. But let me ask you this. Whose responsibility is it to share these narratives? It's theirs. I'm not, I'm, look, I'm not trying to absolve them of any, of any responsibility in this. Um, I'm, in fact, I'm, I'm, I'm doing my part in, in sharing the narratives. And I think that they should be doing more of this. Um, this is what this, these are. This is the conversations that they should be having. They should be highlighting to you guys. I don't know how you can hate the opposition when, when uh, look, you can hate the city council, you can attack the city council, but that's low hanging fruit. No, um, I listen, Henry. It's, for, it's low hanging fruit. For, for me, for me, this is the thing. And and you mentioned, you know, Harare and uh, what do you call it, uh, Harare Central Kwadzana and thing. Those are for me. Those are those are guaranteed seats. You can't tell me Chamisa's campaigning in his constituency because that means nothing for the thing. Um, yeah. Why? Why? It's it's elsewhere that they need to go. It's where they're where they're weakest. They have this alliance that they're trying to pull off. How are they going to be dividing the seats? What's happening there? You know, MDC has said Kuti, there won't be primaries as far as the reports are. So if there's not going to be primaries, then why can't they announce who the candidates are now? You see, these are the things that they need to be dealing because with. Because they don't know. But, but you need to deal with these things now because by the time hey, you hey. get closer to elections, you're going to not have the time. You're going to have people no, who are going to be that's upset. that's the thing is people don't, they, they, they don't understand. Mangwana, if ED arrives in Zimbabwe tomorrow, he will say we're having elections in June. He can say it. He can honestly say, say, say we're having and elections they have enough, in June. They have and enough then, seats to dissolve parliament. Mungu wawata, But I mean, some things come to mind. For example, the extension of, of, of the registration period, this mop-up period that they're calling. Mm-hmm. That's something that was pushed by, by, by Dagi mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and Nera, and that's something that's happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there's the... the, the the, Though I must a, say, um, it's, it's, it's been happening. It's been happening quite slowly. Um, the numbers haven't been great in this mop-up period. I suppose there's, you know, uh, it is January, so I suppose one are also a bit um, fatigued from from the holidays and from all of the things that are probably, you know, from paying school fees. Uh, school started. They moonyed too much, and now yeah. they no. <laughs> So, so hopefully. But you know, you know, you know, I didn't even register when I was at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it the I, period had closed, ka? Yeah, yeah, no, but on it's it opened again on the eighth, I think. Um, oh, okay. But I just felt, I felt like, hey, 
it's not. Uh, I'll be back. I'll be back if they have an election. If they have the election by, uh, before September, I'm said before September, I won't make it. But if after September, I'll definitely will be back. Uh, by September, um, we have a, we have ED again in 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 in, in, in legitimate president. legitimate this time. But um, uh, well. That's debatable again. Yeah, <laughs> well, I'm that, going to get that I, I, I said, I said, <laughs> I said, well, that's debatable. Is that legitimate this time? But anyway, um, to to conclude, opposition needs to do better. <laughs> no, <laughs> because they can't be they can't be being made to see flames by an illegitimate regime, according to Christian Amber. Quoting. No, I said that's debatable. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, no, it's um, and you know the worst thing about it, guy, yeah, is is even when there's unwanted proper opposition because the proper opposition legitimizes them. Of course, of course, of course. Which is which is why I've said it. Like um, this is my advice to ZANPF. Um, when the rigging comes, this is what you need to do. You need not to rig the Mount Pleasant seat. That one you need to let it play out free and fair, because should uh, the yellow team win. Um, it it works perfectly for you. Those are those are those are picture perfect moments that you can take to all of your people outside and say. Exactly, exactly. But My I mean, young I mean, independent I mean, candidates I mean, and, and things yeah. like that. You know, and and they they do well on the photo ops. You know, Cole, him in his blue suit. Um, so I mean, sorry, isn't we wrapping up? I just needed yes. to ask a question. Where's where's AC? AC. I see who. <laughs> How many do you know? <laughs> huh? Um, huh? There was a time. As George not says George is doing. Apparently, he was working in the president's office. So I just thought I need to ask you. What lies? What lies? What lies? What lies are those? Um, actually, there, there was a time actually when we put out an APB for AC Lumumba um, sometime last year. Was it last year? Mm. When he went missing for a period, it seems AC Lumumba is missing again. So if anyone uh, has uh, information on the whereabouts of AC Lumumba, you can find me on Twitter or any other social media at Chris Charamba. Um, you can also use the Twitter handle for Politics and Beyond at Polly and at Polly and Beyond ZW, or you can find us on Facebook, Politics and Beyond. Um, yeah, your Twitter handles if they want to reach out to you, Henry. Yeah, my Twitter handle is uh, at Henry BT, and um, due to personal issues, I'm, I'm taking a social media cleanse at the moment. Um, I shall be back with you shortly. The criminals around me are being targeted, so I must. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to just pop up like Superman ones, you know? Wow. You, where did you guys think I was? I'm here. Wow. I'm telling I'm, you. I'm Zambi. Guys, it's free. Come back to the country. Oh, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Uh, interesting. <laughs> interesting times, interesting times in Zimbabwe. Um, yeah, so huh? I think I think we can end it here. Um, thank you very much do, for listening. Do, before before I go, do you, do you think that they arrested him for soybeans because of that war cry? You know, they're like Timmy issue. <laughs> <laughs>
Timiri sugar beans. Then someone just calls her Timiri so Timiri so. Hey, that's only rubbed in because that's Timiri so beans. You know who I'd love to get to? I need to. I need to dash. Yeah, no. Thanks so much. Um, to everyone, um, have a good year, and we'll 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 speak to you very soon. Indeed. And um. And now. And now. Capital two six three.